0: We run from so many obstacles. We run from so many challenges. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, you know, it hurts. We're going to get battered. We're going to get bruised. But at some point, man, if you say that you really want what you say that you really want, when do you take it upon yourself to say, I'm done running? I remember starting that chapter off telling my wife that basically we just got married. So having to sit down and and tell my wife, yo, I, I have this, you know, this, this addiction that I've been dealing with. Um, and man, I was afraid that she was going to leave me. And, you know, there was all this fear and all this shame, uh, that, that came along with it. But, you know, it, it, it's the things that we hold to ourselves in the dark that continue to have such power over us. And when we find people that we can trust with our secrets or the, the people that we can trust with our shame, um, there is there is so much freedom and liberty that comes with that
1: you're listening to the grind and gratitude show i am danny stone and i've dedicated my entire life to helping people win win in their careers win in their businesses and win in their lives this podcast is going to help you get on your grind and hustle to create the life that you love and walk in gratitude along the journey Each episode, I'll teach you tools and tactics and bring you conversations with experts that will help you turn your passion into a thriving online business. Life isn't about wishing for something greater. It's about making it happen. There's something special about you. Grind until you find it. Be grateful when you get it. All right, welcome back to the Grind and Gratitude Show. If this is your first time tuning in, well, thank you so much. If you're an avid listener and watcher of the podcast, you know I got a lot of love for you. And lately I've been on this track of getting back to having amazing guests on the show because I think it's important that you hear my voice, but also you hear from other amazing people who are doing great things out in the world. And today I have another very special guest for you. Let me introduce you to this brother. Justin Belt is an author, podcaster, and life coach in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. He's the host of the Pep Talk podcast, super dope podcast. He's already had me on there. Great conversation. It's a podcast whose mission is to provide encouragement while also challenging listeners to pursue better lives. His book, Slaying the Lion, Hunt What is Hunting You? I love that title is a five-star rated book available on Amazon that encourages readers to embrace the power within themselves to overcome the obstacles we all encounter in life. And you know, that's what this podcast is all about. So welcome to the show, Justin. I appreciate it, Coach Stone. Yes, yes, man. Yes, it's great to have you here, man. Look, you know, as a, I love, and the thing that I really like about you is I can already tell that you're ambitious because you have a a best-selling book out. You had you launched a podcast, and so you really and you have these like really great kind of messages that you put out every day. These little pep talks, and and I love it, man. So I love what you're doing out here in the world, brother. So thank you so much for being here.
0: No, man. It the the, the honor the honor is mine, man. You you blessed my podcast audience, so I'm gonna try to do the same for yours. Oh man.
1: no, no trying. You're gonna do it, but, <laughs> but like li- li- like before we kind of get into all this stuff like where first of all tell us about I want to start with the book because a lot of people come to me and say hey coach stone I want to write a book and and they never start so what was the inspiration behind the book and tell us a little bit about how the book came together
0: so I've always said that I wanted to write a book and I always said man I just I don't have anything to write about or You know, I consider myself to be a lazy writer. Like I I don't, you know, I'll start I'll start a blog and then I'll let the blog die. Then I'll start another blog. (laughs) Um, but man, this book it just kind of, you know, I sat down one day, and I wasn't even thinking about writing a book. It was originally just a, it was a blog post and then uh, a message I preached at our at our old church. And after the message, people were coming up to me saying, "Man, this could be like a series." Like, this could be a book. And I'm like, wait, what you say? He <laughs> <You> said, <laughs> a book? And so, man, I just, I took my outline from that message and I started typing. uh, And I took a break. I, I wrote for about a solid month. And then I got to a point in the book where I really felt like, you know, I really felt like the next progression of things was to hit on some really personal stuff that I wasn't ready to, to just kind of put out there. And so I put it away. I said, I'm not doing this. And then my wife came back to me a couple of months later, just like, you really need to finish that book. I'm like, I don't want to write about this next part. It's just like, that's why you need to finish the book. And so I came back and I finished the book in about a month, probably a couple of weeks. And uh, man, I, I put it out. I, I launched, I, I published a book. I hit publish on Amazon KDP. The exact same day that the CDC came out and said the world is shutting down due to coronavirus. So I I've never done a book signing. I've never done an in-person book talk. Um I've just been, you know, fortunate. You know, some people have read it, they've rated it five stars, and they've talked about how uh the benefit that it's been to their lives. So yeah, that's been and I, I think th- this whole idea, man, it's of slaying the lion. Uh there is a story. In in the Bible about a guy named Benaya who sees his lion as he's walking around it's snowy day he sees his lion and so he chases this lion down into a pit and he slays the lion and he he emerges from the darkness of the pit you know he's covered in blood but he's the one who is victorious and I really began to just think about this whole thing man of how often you know we see lions in our pathway and we run away from them when really every one of us has it within ourselves to grab a spear or our bare hands and just to go go take it down man we run from so many obstacles we run from so many challenges yeah it's hard yeah you know it hurts we're going to get battered we're going to get bruised but at some point man if you say that you really want what you say that you really want when do you take it upon yourself to say i'm done running and so that that's that's the premise, man, is that we all have it within us uh, to to quit running away from all of these obstacles and just to go
1: after it, just to get it. Oh, man, you're dropping some fire, right? This guy's dropping heat right away. <laughs> you know, and I think, you know, you and I are saying the same thing. You're talking about slaying the lion. I'm talking about, you know, tapping into that inner champion. And, you know, the name my my book was called You have the Keys Now Drive. And so we have the same kind of messages. And I think it's really important that, you know, people pay attention to what you said, because you started the book and then you didn't want to finish it because it was, you know, some truth that you weren't willing to kind of, um, you know, speak in the book. And so what was that thing?
0: Uh, That thing was probably a 10 to 15 year addiction to porn. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember starting that chapter off telling my wife that basically we just got married. So having to sit down and, and tell my wife, yo, I, I have this, you know, this, this addiction that I've been dealing with. Um, and man, I was afraid that she was going to leave me. And, you know, there was all this fear and all this shame, uh, that, that came along with it. but. You know, it, it it's the things that we hold to ourselves in the dark that continue to have such power over us. And when we find people that we can trust with our secrets or the, the people that we can trust with our shame, um, there is there is so much freedom and liberty that comes with that.
1: Man, I I, I just got to just pause because, I mean, there's so many people that have so many different types of addictions and they keep it bottled up. And you just getting married and having the courage to sit down and have this difficult conversation with your new wife. I mean, I I don't know. That's a different level of courage that it would take. So I just want to show you some love and respect for for being able to do that. Like in that moment, like what was kind of going through your head as you were about to kind of have this conversation? Like you must have been terrified, obviously. Oh, totally, (laughs) totally. Um, dude, I,
0: I remember being so nervous that I was shaking, uh, because here is this woman that I love more than, than my own life. Um, you know, she's taking on my last name and we're starting this, we're starting this journey together. And, you know, we've already said I do. And I didn't tell her about this before we got married in the marriage counseling. I waited until after. Right. Um, and I, I don't even know what it was that made me choose the moment that I did to to open up and to tell her. Um but but I did. And you know, she she was the courageous one. She she walked with me through through that process of you know leaving that part of my life in the past and, and moving forward. Um and you know, in 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 everything that I do. I stress the importance of community, you know, of of having somebody. Like my last podcast episode, I talked about how important it is to have a workout partner. I was using a gym metaphor, you mm-hmm. know, to to spot the weight to make sure that you can lift it properly, but not lift it for you. Um, and in in that in that moment, and and you know, we've been married twenty years now, and she's proven this over and over again. Um that she is community for me. She's my spot. She's my workout partner. uh, And, you know, just knowing that she was there to hold me accountable, uh, also to do those, you know, those check-ins, you know, how's your head? How's your heart? You know, how are your eyes? All of those different things
1: have made just an enormous difference in my life. Well, you sound like you have a phenomenal wife, as, as do I. Yeah. <laughs> um, we you marry know, up. We marry up heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, but, you, you know, I think it's really, I want people to catch what you just said because a lot of people are looking for community. They're looking for connection. Mm-hmm. They look to feel a part of something. And sometimes they're searching outside of their own circle. And I love the way that you said that your wife, it was community. And I think a lot of people need to understand that because when you think of community, often people are thinking this mass of 300 people. I'm a part of this thing, but community can just be one person, mm-hmm. it can be just one person that you trust, that loves you, that holds you accountable, and vice versa. So I think that's really important because I feel like a lot of people are searching, and sometimes they don't realize that if I just opened up to my partner, to my friend, to my sibling to a parent, an auntie, a cousin, that I'm I might actually get the help or the encouragement or the accountability that I need. And I just I just, yeah. just want to kind of touch on that because I thought that was really important what you said there. Can I
0: I want to interject just real quick though, because I'm the kind of person I'm an introvert naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm becoming more ambivertish as I'm getting older. Okay. Um but I, I, I'm the dude that in a crowd full of people, where community is supposed to be the thing, I'm the guy that still feels very much alone. Um, and one of the things that I've had to come to grips with over and over again in my life is that for me to accept community from somebody else, I often have to have a I often have to have a, a moment with myself where I'm honest with me about what's happening with me. Mm Because if I'm not willing to confront myself, how am I really going to trust somebody else with this thing that I'm dealing with? And so, you know, I'm a huge proponent of accountability. Yes. But for me, it starts with being accountable to me Mm -hmm. because I have to see the need within myself before I can let somebody else know, hey, I need some help with this. I've got to acknowledge that I got issues. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I I just had a friend of mine on um Paul Duke he's he's known as the grammar detective and he's a an extreme introvert and he was saying, you know, it takes him a lot just to even go visit one of his best friend, you know, it takes him like mm. hours to prepare. And so, I think it's really interesting that you said that because we really need to look into ourselves and I find, you know, me as being an extroverted person and being around other introverts and extroverts, I think a lot of people run from that inner conversation. Yeah, You know, they're track stars. It's like they know that they need to sit down and give themselves what I call a reality check. Like you need yeah. to really check yourself. And they run from it and they keep busy and they never really just, there's always people around. They're always busy and they never pause and take that time for themselves. And and I think that's important for all of us to do, right? We we need to give ourselves these reality checks. Mm-hmm. And- yeah you know i want to go back to you know what you were saying so how did you kind of move through your addiction cuz i know right now people are some people are listening and they may be have some form of addiction and they're they're probably wondering like how did you do it how did you move through this Ugh. it was lots of prayer okay
0: um but but also and even to this day there are Guys, there are fellas in my life who know uh, that I struggled with, that I have struggled in the past with pornography, and so I have given them permission to to ask me at any given moment. My wife knows she can grab my phone at any given moment. Um, I just, I, I, I've learned that the more I talk about it, the less power it has over me, and so, you know, putting it in. The book, that was my family's first time. Like people who knew Justin and thought Justin was like this perfect angel, you know, never even scuffed the toes of his white shoes. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: I'm I'm putting it out there really for the world's consumption. And yeah. I was afraid of what people were going to think of me. You know, I you just you 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 never know how people are gonna receive it. However, I also knew that. I wanted my sons to be able to pick this up and to see dad has struggled with stuff, but he didn't let that stop him from continually trying to get better um, because we're all going to struggle.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, I'm, I'm not about that, you know, in my parenting, in my coaching, no matter what, I never want to present the facade that I have it all together. That's why on the podcast, when I talk about stuff, I'm like, I'm dealing with this too. That's why I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it as much for me as I'm talking about it for you. Or when I speak to people, I'm like, I deal with this. That's why I want to talk about it. Because when I talk about it, it lessens the impact of it in my life. But it also frees you to free yourself from this same thing as well. So for me, it's just been being willing to be highly, highly accountable to people to give them access to my life that that sometimes feels invasive, but it's necessary because I know my triggers. Yeah. Right. And so because I know my triggers, having other people there who also know my triggers, oh Jay, you're getting quiet, man. You're, 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 you're withdrawing, man. What's going on? Um, those are the things that
1: really, really helped me over the years. No, thank you for sharing that, and I really appreciate your transparency. You know, I've been coaching people for I don't even know fifteen years or something, and I think it's really important to show that the humanity of of yourself, right? You have to show people that you're a human. Like mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you're giving advice or you're coaching or your your book you you have an you have an you have a book out or a platform there's a lot of people out there who aren't transparent and they always make it seem like I've always had life figured out. And so I, for me, I think it's always important that I am transparent about my own challenges and struggles. And I find the more open and vulnerable I am, the more people sort of gravitate to the community, my coaching, my platforms and so on. So I definitely agree with that. Like nobody is perfect. And especially in this social media world, yeah, they need to hear that people who are cheerleading and positive and coaching and all of that kind of stuff have struggles too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important. So, you know, that's a good point that you made for sure. Um, you talked a lot about faith, right? Faith being a a big part of your journey. Like were you always were you always sort of a faithful person or or when or, or did that kind of happen at some point in your life? I grew
0: up in church um have all I've always been in church uh, my faith didn't really get real to me until I became an adult and uh, life you know just started happening uh, when I started coming face to face with my own insecurities you know the 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 different debilitating mindsets that I had working, um, my faith really began to play a, a big role, a huge role in my life. Um, at our church back in Joplin, Missouri, I was a teaching pastor on staff. Uh, and so just my 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 entire life has been one of growing, growing in faith, um, and just incorporating that into everything that I do. Like, you know, As a classroom teacher, I can't go into a classroom and talk about God, this, got that. But in my lessons, I can give lessons on faith that will help those students begin to explore what it means for their own lives. Uh, You know, and even so people ask me a lot, a lot. They're like, Jay, you you've been a pastor before. How come, you know, your podcast is not a religious podcast? I'm like, because everybody isn't religious. Right. Right, and so I want what I do to be accessible to people where I can speak to them what I know about faith in a way that's not threatening and in a way that they can receive without feeling like somebody is beating them over the head with with the Bible. Right. To me, to me, I see my role in life as a farmer. I'm just spreading seeds all over the place. Yeah. And it's it's not for me to see the seed become fruit it's just for me to pass out what i know and mm-hmm. to speak what i know um and so man that that's that's been my life and uh it, it is inherent like i said in everything that i do but i see myself more as a guerrilla soldier i'm not mm. out front i'm just yeah. I'm, I'm you know yeah. sneaking from place to place planting <laughs> seeds and moving on to the next place
1: but but, but even what you said about cuz a lot of people w- Will resonate with that. You grew up in the church, Mm -hmm. but you didn't find faith until you were an adult, until much later. So why don't you break down what that is? Because I think a lot of people think that going to church is 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 demonstrating your faith, right? So why don't you break down that for you, like what that was for you? Because you were obviously religious, I I would think, to Mm -hmm. some extent, because you were going to church, but the fact that you didn't really find faith or discover faith or um, sort of tune and get in tune with your faith till later.
0: Yeah. So growing up in church, I had my parents' faith, my mom and my dad, huge in the church. You know, I never said, I don't want to go to church because I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. It would have put me, it would have put me in the ground. But, you know, I, and you know, as a teenager, young adult, you're you're stretching yourself, and so you know, I'd go to church Sunday morning, then go hang out with my boys after, and enjoy a you know, enjoy a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. right? So, I knew God, and I knew what faith was, but I didn't know God. I I didn't you know, I, I didn't believe that He was my God, and but the faith was was my faith, um, and I think. Really admitting to my wife, uh, and well, admitting to myself and admitting to my wife that, you know, I did have an addiction to porn. That was one of the first things, one of the first times in my life where I took the the steering wheel of my life and said, God, I can't do this without you. Um and, you know, I, I know that there are people out there listening who you know, may not believe in God or may not believe in anything or or whatever they believe for me, it's the fact that, in the midst of a turbulent time in my life or in the midst of several turbulent times in my life, it's been me being able to sit down and to pray and to feel a peace, no matter how chaotic life 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 is I mean we've been through chaotic times <laughs> in 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 our household and in our finances and you know in this whole thing of you know my wife uh leaving teaching and going back to school to become a chiropractor and you know living off of one salary that is of a teacher mm-hmm. while she was in school. Faith was all that we had to rely on. Mm-hmm. You know, when when the money was tight and when you don't know where the next meal is gonna come from. You need to have something.
1: Oh 100%. you you
0: you you, you <laughs> Yeah, you've got to have something on the inside of you that is able to help you to continue to power and to walk through what, what it is when life is life. And, and um, all of those things have helped to shape what my faith is to me today and and what it's going to be in, in the future. Like even making the decision to become a life coach. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I had gotten to the point in teaching where I was like, man, I'm not going to make it another day. And so really, why, yes. why, why,
1: why, what, what got you to that point?
0: Uh, so it was during COVID, um, and just all the changes that were happening in the middle of it. Um, it was just, it was a lot. Kids were struggling. Um, and, as a result of them struggling, I was struggling because the things that I'd used all of, all my life to reach students and to have good relationships with them, it wasn't working. kids were they were failing, kids who shouldn't have been failing, you know, there was just this entire thing of, of checking out, and teachers were tired, and everywhere you went, the news was so negative. yeah, um and I was like I just and at that point, I'd been teaching for about seven, eight years, and I said. I can't keep doing this. I need something else um, and so i uh couldn't figure out what that was for the life of me, mm-hmm. and so I hired a coach, okay I hired a coach Good. and that coach he he I think he unlocked a key piece of me that I'd always overlooked. so I always thought that my gift of encouraging others was nothing. Like, I just thought that I was just the guy that always has something nice to say to people. You know, right. I, I I didn't see any inherent value in it or whatever. But it was my coach who helped me see that my encouragement was God's way of loving people through me. Um, And so I remember in, in our last couple of our last sessions, because we worked together for three months, and he ended it because he said, you will stay here with me talking about what might be next for months and for years, if I let it, but if you're going to be a coach, you need to get out and you need to start coaching. So yeah. we're not going, we're not going to do this anymore. That's That's you're just going to, you're just going to get out there and you're going to figure it out. Um, And I've been figuring it out ever since.
1: <laughs> just it out. You, you know, I I love that. I love, I love the fact that, First of all, your coach said that because a lot of coaches wouldn't. They keep coaching you and getting the money. Yeah. I also, like the fact that you listen because I think sometimes we seek out information and knowledge, and we just become these absorbers of information, but we don't put anything into practice. Like I know so many people that keep asking me the same questions for the last three, four, five, six years, and they already know the answer. But right. they won't put it into practice, right? And so the fact that you Made the leap, decided to become a coach. I think you know that is you demonstrating that you're listening to God or whoever's kind of suggesting whoever sees something inside of you and I think that's I think that's really important because sometimes people come to us and they keep they keep telling us,, mm-hmm. I see this in you, and like you said, it just seems so natural that we we brush it off, but that thing that comes natural to you is what other people need from you come on they need it yeah they're waiting for it and you sitting back saying i'm not ready i'm afraid what if it doesn't work out well what if it does yep right and like you said you're figuring out the coaching thing but in figuring it out you're serving other people right right so so talk about like what what is coaching to you? Like, why, why is this the way? Why is this the thing that you chose to do at this time? I know your coach recommended it to you, but why, why now? Because, because I look
0: at people and I see how great they can be. And man, I, I just, to me, there is nothing worse than looking back over your life and seeing everything that you could have done. And every person that you could have been over the course of your life, but you were just too afraid to do it, man, I, I've had to borrow confidence when I didn't have it. Yeah. I want to be that bank of confidence for people to say, it's okay if you don't believe in yourself when you step out. I believe in you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help you map this out. We're going to get clarity. We're going to work on discovering your purpose. And then I'm going to watch you fly. Because mm-hmm. there's, there, there's literally, when I coach people, I'm telling them, there is no other option for you than to fly. The only failure that is inherent in your life is when you choose not to act on what, you, what, on what has been placed inside of you. Because the world, the world is waiting on you. You have something that they need. And if you keep it to yourself, that's failure. Yeah. But as long as you're out there learning how to cultivate it, how to grow it, and how to give it to the masses, there is no failure
1: in that. There's only flight. Hmm. He dropping bars in here. <laughs> I wish I had like a bomb sound because man, he's <laughs> dropping it right now, dropping it, you know? And and I definitely agree. You got to borrow someone else's belief in you until you can believe in yourself. I mean, I've mm-hmm. had to do that. It was my grandmother, coaches, mentors who, you know, believed in me until I could believe in myself. And even mm-hmm. now it's my wife. It's my close friends. we, You know, we have to continue to surround ourselves with people who are going in the same direction that we're going. That's right. And that's the problem with us as individuals. We get so comfortable with people because of our relationship and our history. But some of those people aren't going anywhere. Yeah. They're stuck at 16. They're stuck at 19. They're still talking about the best years were were behind us. And... You know, people like you and I and other people that we know are going places. They're like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm happy with the life that I'm living. Or, you know, we took that amazing vacation or I launched that book and it was great. But, but what's next? Mm-hmm. How am I going to serve more? How am I going to level up more? And so it's really important that you surround yourself with people like that. So that when you do have that goal and you take a little bit of action, you fall back and you fall off track. You can borrow that person's belief and get back on track. Yeah. And and, and I think, you know, so many people don't have that and, and they don't seek it out. There's so many communities like you're a coach. I'm a coach. There's online communities. There's so many places to connect with people who are going in the same direction. So, like, what would you say to somebody right now who, like, says, look, you guys are great. You guys have great networks and great support systems, but I don't. What would you say to that person right now listening? So to that person,
0: I would say we didn't start out with great support systems. At some point, it was just me and the person in the mirror coaching myself, giving myself that motivational speech. Right. I mean, you have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. You, You have to be able to first trust yourself, but then you've got to find people that you can trust with your gift you've got to find people that you've got to find people that you can trust with that thing that's special inside of you cuz it's not going to grow in a vacuum and the more that you use it the more that you use it man you're just you 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 it's like you're it's like you are you know pouring miracle grow on a plant the more that you use it you're pouring more and more on there the more people that you you serve and you help you're pouring more and more of that miracle grow on there until so soon you're bearing fruit and you're, you're looking at yourself and you're wondering, Whoa, who, who is this? Who is this guy? Like three years ago, he couldn't give a speech to himself in the mirror and he wouldn't even clap he'd boo himself. But now he's on stage giving a speech to thousands of people, or he's opening a coaching practice. And I also want to address one thing that I hear so much. And I dealt with this a lot is that the market is saturated. (laughs) Not just with coaches, but with everything. Yeah, Man, there are over 8 billion people on the face of the earth. There is an audience and a community who needs what you have. You just got to find them.
1: Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. I remember when I first started jumping out into the speaking world and I was comparing myself. Well, I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not Les Brown, Lisa Nichols. You know, I'm not any of these people. And, and I kind of had to understand that. And that's a good thing. Like who who wants to be another, like nobody wants me to be another one of them. They want me to be me. That's it. Nobody is looking. I like, there's only people looking for one Les Brown, one Tony Robbins, one uh, Eric, the hip hop preacher. Nobody wants two of them. That's right. So I think you're right. Like you got to own the gifts that you have. You don't have to speak like someone else. You don't, have to do it like someone else. You don't have to be like them. You don't have to write like them. You don't have to talk like them. You don't have to move in the world like them. And that's a good thing. You're supposed to be unique. You're supposed to be different. And you're supposed to do it your way. Because when you do it your way, there's something about being authentic. You know, I realized when I used to try to stand on stage and be like other people and talk like them, it just didn't feel good to me. I felt Mm -hmm. like I was faking. I felt like a fraud. And I remember just getting out there, just being me. And that's when people started reacting more to me. They were like, oh, he's real. He's sharing his real ups and downs. He's speaking the way he speaks. And I think that's really important for anybody listening. You don't have to be another version of anybody else. Just be the, the a heightened version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Start where you are. And I like that you started where you are with your book, with your coaching, With the podcast, like, you just started where you are. And, you know, how did you decide to do the podcast? Because you already had the book, you're teaching, you're doing some coaching. Like, why would you decide to throw a podcast in the mix?
0: (laughs) So, this is not my first podcast. Um, About four and a half years ago, I had a podcast called The Y-Cast. Mm-hmm. And the the entire premise of the Y-Cast was, I wanted to explore the question of what's your why. Mm. And not just that, but I wanted to talk to people about their why and how they are leveraging it to affect positive change in their community, in their job, wh- wherever they are. Right. Um, it's not about why, it's about what you're doing with that why. And so I had mm-hmm. conversations with people. It only went about eight episodes, and then we moved to Texas and I just never got back around to it. And um, I missed it. Mm. Like I I missed it so much. And so what did you miss about it though? Man, I just, and, and see, like, here's the crazy thing. My first podcast, people really didn't listen to it. Yeah, It was just fun talking to people, Mm -hmm. uh, learning more about them, getting their stories. Cause I'm a big proponent of story. Stories are important. Yeah. And I just, I, I felt like my best self when I was podcasting. Like, I, I felt like I was able to express my heart. I was able to connect with people. And so, yeah, I, I missed it. I missed it a lot. And so probably in the fall of last year, I decided to kind of switch my content up and start doing... Uh, Daily Pep with Coach J mm. on Instagram and TikTok. And it was out of that, honestly, that the idea for the Pep Talk podcast came. Uh, And so, you know, January 5th is when I published my first episode. And we've been... I took a short break in the summer, but we're up to roughly 43 episodes now. Wow. Where
1: Congratulations, man.
0: Thank you. It's just... This is... I think this is one of the ways that I contribute to my community because I'm, I am all about motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. Those are my core values. Everything that I do lines up with those things. And I just think that this is podcasting is a way for me to continue to do that to people who I may never meet. Yeah. Somebody, you know, somebody may never be a coaching client. Somebody may never read my book, but maybe they run across my podcast on Apple or Spotify, and they're like, "Oh," or on YouTube, they see me, like, "Oh, who is this? Who is this dude?" Yeah. Um, and they can walk away with some nugget at the start of the week that's going to help them, you know, stay peppy for the rest of their week, despite what comes at them.
1: And that's it, man. You you don't know. You, you, we are we're all farmers. We're all planting seeds, and you. We can all choose the type of seeds that we want to plant. Yeah. What type of messages do you want to put out on your social media? What type of conversations do you want to have with your family and friends? Right? We all have the choice. Right. But I think a lot of people don't, aren't aware that people are secretly watching you. Your own family, your own friends, your own followers sometimes may never say anything, mm-hmm. but they're watching the content. They're watching how you move. They're watching how you communicate. They're watching how you bounce back from setbacks. People are Damn. watching, like they're watching. And, you know, sometimes I'll connect with somebody I went to high school with that I haven't spoken to for like seven, eight years. They'd be like, man, I've been rocking with your podcast. Or yo, I bought a copy of your book. And I'm like, when? Oh, like four or five, six years ago. Right? Well, what did you, what did you think? Oh man, I've been working the book and yeah, I'm back in the gym now. Like, it's crazy. Like. And I get random messages from people I know and don't know. And and sometimes it's not even the big message. Sometimes it's just, yeah, I I caught that message where you said you didn't want to do the podcast episode because you were burnt out and you did it anyway. Yeah. And so that inspired me to keep going. So you're right, man. Like, you choose the type of messages you want to put out. And they don't always have to be everything is great. But people need to know that they can relate to somebody. They don't want to feel alone. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that you you give people these pep talks, you give them that shot, but you also give them a dose of reality as well. And, And I think that's what people need. People are searching for realness in a world that just seems so fake. Everything seems staged. You look at social media, this is set up perfectly. You even listen to some people's podcasts, it's like, it's perfectly laid out with no interruptions, no, right. no buts or no ands or no, there's yeah. like everything seems perfect. And so people want to see some things messy and you moving through it and bouncing back. I think it's so important, man. Yeah. And so I don't know what you think about that. So how I feel. No,
0: no, no, no. I, I, I totally, I rock with that. That's why I do not edit my podcast, YouTube videos. And I don't edit the audio. Awesome. What what comes out is what they get. Yeah. The ums, the buts, yeah. you know, the the brief moments is of of silence while I'm thinking about what something to say. I don't I don't want something that's you know overly polished. I want mm. I just I want people to get me. Sometimes I don't know what to say. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you know. Sometimes I say. Uh. Sometimes I look like a doofus on the camera. <laughs> I yeah. mean it, but. Like you said, there is so much power in authenticity. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's when people see that you're okay with getting on a camera or on a podcast or whatever and messing up, but you find a way to keep on going. That is liberating. Yeah. Because I, I promise yeah. you, somebody's going to listen to this episode right here and they're not going to want to do. That thing that they don't think that they've been getting traction and doing. No, Nobody's watching their content. Nobody's buying their whatever. Like it's Christmas time and nobody, and there, somebody out there is like, I'm not getting sales. So I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit this business. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to quit selling this service, whatever. However, however, no matter how much you want to quit, the magic happens when you do it anyway. And let the people see the warts and let them see the scars. And sometimes you you let people see that you did bleed,
1: but you covered that sucker up and you got up and you kept on moving. Yeah, yeah. You gotta do it messy. And and you know, the thing that we're saying is you, you, you know, we're, we're saying it's okay to be unpolished. However, that being said, the more that you do something, you're going right. to be more polished, right? Right. You know, practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes makes better. Practice makes, you know, polished. And so as you start, people can go back. And I think, I don't know, I think we're at 169 episodes of the podcast or something. Go back and listen to episode one. I'm sure I was all over the place, right? (laughs) You listen to episode one or two or five or 50, I hope that I'm getting better. And that's what you have to understand. You just got to get started. Yeah, This whole thing about perfection and I need the perfect plan. It's not the right time and that the moon has to be just right so I can start this. No, <laughs> what are you talking about? Just start and you will get better over time. Yeah, and, and I think what you said about people not wanting to start or giving up on their dreams. I did an episode called, it's disrespectful to quit on your goals and your dreams. Ooh. And it was crazy. So many people, like so many people sent me messages about that episode. And it was a, in a good way. They were like, you're so right. You're, you're, I, I quit on my dreams because I didn't know how, when all I had to do was ask this person, buy that course, get this coach, get that mm-hmm. program. And everybody just started coming back to me saying, man, that was so right. And so it is disrespectful to quit on your dream because yeah, it is. we have so much information. We got like, I didn't know how to write a book. I didn't know how to start a podcast. I didn't know how to speak on stages. You just figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did over time with this podcast. You dropped the podcast. You had a whole different podcast. You only did eight episodes, which now I heard like 90 or 95% of people don't even make it past five. Yeah. You, you, you were already ahead of the curve at eight <laughs> 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 and you dropped it. And then you came back to it. And that's a, like, we have to understand we can, you can always sidestep. You can step back, you can fall off, but don't give up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't give up. And, and, and I love that message that you, you put out there. Like, so for you, what is like, What is a big goal or a big dream that you have for yourself? What's something that, like, if you achieve this thing, you'll really feel like you've accomplished something in your life, other than, you know, everything you already have with your family and all that stuff? Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, I think I have two at this point in my life. Actually three, but I'll focus on, I'll focus on two right now. Uh, I want, I want to get into the speaking space and become an in-demand keynote speaker. Um, and I want to have a top ranked podcast on the Apple charts.
1: I love it, man. Yeah, I love it. Those are two, those are two um, amazing goals and, and and both attainable obviously with hard work and doing research and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely see both of those things happening. Uh, happening for you, man. Because the thing that people have to understand is, you don't have to be the best at something. You just have to outwork other people. Yeah, you just need a work ethic. The best at the be- the people who are the best in their field, probably it's not a, a it wasn't a natural talent. They just outworked everybody. Yeah. So if you want to be an international speaker and you want your podcast to get to the top of the charts, it's just your work ethic. It's just connecting with the right people to show you how to put your podcast together in a certain way or reach more people, how to speak. And and so I love it, man. I think those are really two big lofty goals. And for me, I think think all of us should be focusing on how we can make more impact, income, and influence. Mm -hmm. Because if you want to create the life that you want, you need all three of those things. You need to first make a bigger impact and serve more people. Then you can make the income that you need to make to live the lifestyle that you want. Yeah. But then once you have that, now you get to go and influence and teach other people what you've learned. So I think a lot of people want that, those three things. They just don't know it and they mm-hmm. don't know how to get it. But once you get the impact, the income and the influence, then I think that unlocks a whole other part of your life that you didn't even know was possible.
0: No, I agree with that. I I totally agree. Um the influence part is a is a really big motivator for me. Uh on my podcast, one of the things that I've started saying over the last few episodes is that a rising tide lifts all ships. And I tell the listeners, you are that rising tide. Mm-hmm. Like we're not, you know, I don't want impact just for myself. Like I don't want to elevate just for Justin. I don't yeah. want to elevate just for Justin's family. I want to be that dude that when I make it, we all make it. Yeah. And I'm 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 opening doors for everybody. Yeah. Like you want you want to know the sauce? Come on through the door. Come on, yeah. I got you. We gonna make it together. Um, that influence piece, man. And I, I I just think, you know, if we're only trying to make it so that we can make it, we're missing out.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pointless, man. And we're all building a legacy. You know, I uh, I did this talk like five or six years ago to a bunch of uh, finance professionals and tech people, and um, it was called You're Living Your Legacy. And I said, you know, a lot of you are waiting until you get to a certain dollar amount or a certain place in your business or a certain job title before you start actually thinking about your impact on other people. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, sorry to let you know, that's already started come on, how you treat your family, how you treat the person that you at, at Starbucks when you're buying your coffee. I said, all of that, you're cur- that's how you're building your legacy right now. And honestly, man, there was people in there that were tearing up. And afterwards, people walked up to me. There's about four or five people and two or three of them were crying. And I said, what, what's going on? And one 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 man was like, I just haven't been treating my family well. All I've been doing is chasing money. I'm never home. I'm missing my kids grow up. Like it just hit me when you said that. And so we're thinking about influence and impact as a destination. Mm -hmm. When you, it's every single day. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean. Like
1: it's it's right now. Like your kids, your partner, the people at work, the person that you interact with at the grocery store, Starbucks, or the gas station. Like that is your legacy. Yeah. You know, asking somebody how they're doing and they're like, not nah, fine. I'm not doing good. And you just walk off. Like that's your legacy. They're going to remember you're just another person as opposed to, wait a minute, tell me what's really going on. So, you know, I think I love that part that you're talking about impact and, and, and and influence because it's every day.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's not the big things. Like you said, it, we often we hear a word like impact and we think that, you know, we need to be a mega influencer on, on social media to have an impact. Nah, it's <laughs> impact is the simplest thing. Like you said, if you come across somebody and you say, how you doing? And they're like, eh. OK, stop and dig. Right. Like that. That takes no time out of your day. It takes no sweat off of your brow. But it makes an immense impact on that one person's life. Imagine if we all had that kind of impact once a day.
1: It's so simple, man. Yeah, I used to work in the corporate world, and every time I would be late for a meeting, people would be like, "Okay, who did you stop to talk to in the hallway? Who, was str- who, who, who did you give advice to?" It would just became a joke in the office, like, and this, I worked at a place where like there was like a thousand people, and that was a joke. If Anytime I was late, they knew that I stopped in the hallway. Somebody said they weren't doing well. And I said, oh, tell me about it. I, I come back to you. I got to get to this meeting, but I got two or three minutes. And yeah. it was a joke. It was just a joke, but it was a real thing. And that's how I am in real life. Like, you know, people just, it, it takes nothing. It takes nothing, right, to say oh, what's going on, or I'm sorry to hear that, or or just a few words. You don't even have to know the person. Mm-hmm. and that is those are the seeds, and it comes back to you in other ways, yes, karma, other amazing things open up for you because you've opened that door, and people just don't realize that, right? We're always looking for an exchange. if I do this thing for you, what do I get back right? Why does it always have to be that type of exchange? karma, God, faith, the world, the universe is gonna pay you back. I don't need you to pay me right <laughs> you know what I, mean? I started i you know I I was going live on Clubhouse. That's where I met you. But like two, three hours, sometimes five hours. You think I don't have other things to do with my time? You know, but it was something that I enjoyed. I got something from it. I gave back to other people mm-hmm. and it came back to me. Like I was getting people were hiring me, buying my stuff just from me giving away value. So I think it's really important that we understand that <laughs> like, just the little tiny things that we do. That little seed, you don't know where it's going to end up. That's right. That's you don't right. know what's going to grow from that. You know, man, Justin, man, I could talk to you all day, brother. <laughs> but um, I want to, I want to I wanna ask you a couple more questions before I wrap up. But before I do that, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted me to ask you?
0: Nah, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, we vibing, so I'm good.
1: <laughs> okay, I got two more questions that I ask everybody who comes on the show. Uh, the first one is, what does grind mean to you?
0: Hmm. OK, so I think that grinding means doing everything that you can to be the best at that thing that you're passionate about. Now, I do actively I resist grind culture because I think that wears people out. Uh, and I, I do believe that there has, there, has to be, there has to be balance. But in that balance, when you find that thing that you're passionate about, that thing that you think that you're good at, you owe it to yourself to grind and see how deep you can take it, how far you can take it, and how high you can take it. And that doesn't mean that you're on that thing all day, every day. But that means that if I, if I say I'm going to dedicate an hour to learning what I can about podcasting. I'm going in for that hour. I'm reading, I'm taking notes, I'm practicing for that hour. I'm grinding. It, it it doesn't take over my entire life, but for the time that I set aside to do it, oh, I'm all about it. Like leave me alone, don't talk to me. I'm about the business right now. So that's what grinding is to me. You setting aside Balanced time to explore every avenue of that thing that you're gifted to do and that you're passionate about.
1: Oh, that's really good, man. That's really good. I like that dedicated, focused time. Yeah, I love it. That that's really good. And my last question, because you talked about balance, and that's why this is called the grind and gratitude show, <laughs> right? I love that. You tell you you led me right here. <laughs> <laughs> So what does gratitude mean to you?
0: Oh man, gratitude is the secret sauce. Gratitude opens up everything. And I don't even know if I can rightly define gratitude. I, I, I think that it is a mode of living where you are constantly aware of what you have to be thankful for. You're, you're aware of the good that's happening even in the midst of some of the most horrible things that can happen to you in life it's a perspective that oftentimes we don't see moving forward we often see it as we look back like i can look back on a lot of different things and i'm filled with gratitude for that they worked the way that they worked even though in the moment it didn't feel good in the moment you know i was crying tears of frustration or banging my head against the wall I can look back now and be filled with gratitude for how that worked out. And now, because I'm filled with gratitude about how that worked out in the past, that gratitude translates into hope as I'm moving forward. Because I know good things came out of the bad things in the past. So I I can only project forward and say, hmm, as bad things happen in the future, because good things happened in those same situations in the past, I have hope that they're going to be good things for me to be thankful for as I'm moving forward. So that's what gratitude is. To Woo-wee!
1: me, it's the secret. Sauce. Man, this brother dropped some bars in here. Oh, oh, oh. That was heat right there, bro. I, I love that, man. That's That's really, really powerful, man. Listen, oh man, this is a good episode. Thank you so much for agreeing to be here. Oh, he got okay, he's rocking the hat. We both, I'm rocking my brown, uh, tan hat, everybody. Um, but Justin, man, let people know how they can connect with you, how they can reach you for coaching, your podcast, wherever they can connect with you.
0: Yeah, so uh you can reach me on uh my my Instagram is at underscore jb speaks, or you can reach out to me at uh the pep podcast at gmail.com. Uh I I I'm kind of anal about responding to messages, so as soon as I see stuff come through, I'm already typing a way to give an answer uh but I, I love getting messages. I love getting emails, and I'm uh hey, just reach out. I'd love to get to know you,
1: yeah, and we'll link out we'll link all your contact all of Justin's contact information in the show notes and on YouTube so you'll be able to reach out to him if you're looking for coaching or you want to connect with him around his book or his podcast. We'll have all that lined up for you. Um, listen, this has been the grind and gratitude show again. I'm so thankful and grateful for the listeners in over 60, some countries. I really love the fact that you guys, um, send me messages and DMS and all that. And let me know your favorite episodes and takeaways. And I would hope that you do the same thing from this episode. Make sure that you leave a comment, make sure that you reach out to coach Jay or myself and let us know what you found valuable about this episode. So again, brother, thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, coach. That is it, everybody. I will catch you in the next episode. Take care. Thanks so much for being my co-host on this episode of the Grind and Gratitude Show. I really appreciate you. I hope that you learned something and you're motivated to take action and get on your grind. Didn't that go by fast? If you want more, head over to GrindandGratitude.com for show notes and more information about this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a rating so more people will tune in. And let me say this, there's something special about you. Grind until you find it. Be grateful when you get it.